0: welcome to the bcp podcast big hug to all of y'all i am of course james aka bcp aka black conservative patriot hope you had a great weekend let's get right into this i just i was on either getter or gab and i saw this i'm assuming it's legitimate To give you some idea of how long and how severely our intel agencies and media have been lying to us. And this is supposedly a photograph from the Sunday Standard dated Sunday, June 27, 2004 with a black and white picture. It's a a, a local newspaper with a a, a smiling Barack Obama and the headline says Kenyan-born Obama all set for U.S. Senate. Kenyan-born U.S. Senate hopeful Barack Obama appears set to take over the Illinois State Senate seat after his main rival, Jack Ryan, dropped out of the race on Friday night amid a furor over lurid sex club allegations. The allegations that horrified fellow Republicans and caused his once-promising candidacy to implode in four short days have given Obama a clear lead as Republicans struggle to fetch an alternative. So it talks about how Kenyan-born Obama was all set for the U.S. Senate after A sex scandal from Jack Ryan back in 2004 isn't that interesting Kenyan born but uh, you're a birther and you're racist now if you question it I don't know what the truth is with Obama sure seems like he was born in Kenya Uh, seems like his parents were CIA and I can tell you right now it was Miss Ani whose information was on the supposed birth certificate of one Barack Hussein Obama. If you don't, don't know what I'm talking about and you want me to revisit the birther uh, story and what have you, please let me know in the comment section of Patreon, which is bcpextras.com, or on Locals, which is the therealbcp.com, or on Spotify, where I can read your comments. All right, this is happening right now in our southern border, December 4th. Happening now, large group of migrants, mostly Chinese, national men crossing illegally through open gaps on the border wall and Jacumba Hot Springs, California. Tomorrow, San Diego County officials will vote on whether the county will spend $3 million in taxpayer funds for migrant services due to resources stretched thin. Now, for those of you listening to the podcast, we're looking at a whole bunch of Chinese men, some older men, but definitely a majority of these are... There's a few women as well, but a, more, a majority of these men, most of, the, most of them are Chinese, but almost all, all majority of them are military age men. But we shouldn't worry because what's going to happen... These people are going to come to our country, haven't been foreign born, and then they're going to become the greatest president of the United States. Oh my goodness gracious. Kenyan born, Kenyan born Obama, all set for US Senate. That was 2004, but just a few, four, four straight uh, uh, years later. Oh no, 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 no. He's, uh, he's American born. He was born in Hawaii. Amazing. Amazing that our borders are literally being invaded and like they come through, right? Just, why can't they just send their asses back or just not let them in? Nope. They got to give them a welcoming committee. And the Republicans still won't do, they still won't impeach Mayorkas and they won't impeach Biden. First of all, he's a fake president. And okay, let's say they don't want to fight the election, the stone election of 2020 Hold them accountable as the supposed legitimate president. Either way, Biden should not be there. Oh, I forgot. It's a uniparty. We have no real representation in D.C. except for a few people here and there. We really are under a two-party tyranny, which is really a false dichotomy. It is really a uniparty. Welcome to the socialist states of America. This is what we're going through right now. And we're bringing a whole bunch of socialists from China to help us build this utopia. Or if you love America and you love the Constitution, their utopia, our dystopia. Per CBP sources, there were over 10,000 migrant encounters at the southern border in the last 24 hours. This is unsustainable including 8,400-plus apprehended and 1,700 encountered at the ports of entry. More than 20,000 in custody as of this morning, Monday, December 4th, 2023. And it continues. People continue coming through the Darien Gap from Colombia into Panama. There's a whole bunch of NGOs assisting them with food and housing and medicine and moving them all along. This is George Soros. This is, uh, f- this is money from globalists, all planned, all plotted to destroy America. It's all by design. Okay, got to show this to you. This is uh, Representative Jayapal on CNN. Condemning Hamas's sexual violence. I want to show you this clip, and then I want to read you a news article that is not for the faint of heart.
1: I want to ask you about uh, sexual violence. And the, it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention uh, globally. Widespread use of rape, uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war, but downright silent on what we saw on October 7th. and what.
0: Now, for those of you listening on the BCP podcast, this is Dana Bash of CNN, and she's making a valid point. Women on the left always care about rape and women's rights and Me Too and all this other stuff, but they are dangerously and curiously silent when it comes to Hamas or Islamic terrorists because they don't want to be racist, but it's okay to be racist against an anti-Semitist, against Jews. Look, it doesn't matter. Look, it doesn't matter if you're a Zionist, if you're an anti-Semite, if you're for Israel or you're against Israel, but if you are an even... Stephen, if you are a fair player, you call out evil wherever it's done. Trust me, these people would have no problem calling out evil if Israeli soldiers were out there raping women. But somehow, when ISIS does it, when Hamas does it, when Islamic terrorists do it, they're for women's rights, but they're also for Islamic, uh, Islamists doing whatever they want and blaming Israel. The hate... And the evil that comes from the woke left is completely, okay, not just evil, not just mentally impossible to grasp uh, your mind around if you are a moral or evil or logical person. But it is so, the hypocrisy is so transparent and in our face, it's amazing that they don't get called on it more often. And it's crazy to see that someone's being called out on this, of all places, on CNN.
1: What might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages, why is that?
2: I, I mean, I don't. I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women, in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said saying have that? Have talked about it since oh, October absolutely. 7th? absolutely. And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned all of women. the actions. Absolutely, the the rape, the of course. But I think we have to remember that. Israel is a democracy, that is why they are a strong ally of ours, and if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them to be able to build the kinds of allies, to keep public opinion with them, and frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian...
0: Pivot to it's Israel's fault and their war crimes. And all war crimes are created equal. No, I'm sorry. I know evil is evil. But beheading children, raping women, and wait till I get to the next report. Like I said, not for the the squeamish or the faint of heart. But there are levels. Uh, Let's say using uh, sarin gas against enemy combatants. Let's say something that's against the Geneva Convention, something that's against the, the, the rules of war, okay, against combatants. Those are horrific. But that's still different than raping non-combatant women. So war crimes are war crimes, but there are levels of evil when it comes to these war crimes.
2: Says Okay, with,
1: with respect, I was just asking about the, the women and you turned it back to
2: Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I I said it's horrific, and I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. 15,000 Palestinians have.
0: Once again, pivots it back to Israel. Then listen to what Dana Bash
1: says next.
2: Have been killed in Israeli airstrikes; three quarters of whom are women and children. And it's
1: horrible, but you don't see Israeli
2: soldiers raping. um, Well, Dana, I think we're not. We're not.
1: Yeah,
0: you don't see Israeli soldiers raping Palestinian women. Absolutely sick absolutely evil let's not let's not call it mental illness let's call it for what it is satanic and sick and evil and vile that is what Hamas is that's what the, these are the scum of the earth and there's no excuse for it Israel's not doing this to them they're doing it to Israelis okay here we go. Breitbart, yesterday have a, they have a big warning? Warning: graphic content, more evidence of Hamas rapes, sexual violence, and October seventh attack. And uh, this picture here from Breitbart is so is so ominous. These uh, black skull face coverings with Arabic and the bandana. I'm probably going to I may use this as the thumbnail for this episode. Here we go. New evidence is emerging of rape and sexual violence committed by Palestinian Hamas terrorists during the October 7th terror attack, particularly from eyewitnesses who survived the Supernova musical festival where 260 people were murdered. And of course, these were young Israeli women present. This was a rave festival. You're going to get your older free thinkers and your young people. okay? Many of them beautiful young people. As reported previously, the Israeli police had presented one eyewitness who identity was concealed to journalists. She said that she had seen a Hamas terrorist execute a woman in the process of raping her. Now more witnesses are coming forward and being named. The London Jewish Chronicle reported yesterday on new eyewitness testimony. Yoni Sadan, who escaped execution by hiding underneath the stage, said, I saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. She was screaming, stop it already. I'm going to die anyway from what you are doing. Just kill me. When they finished, they were laughing and the last one shot her in the head. They had caught a young woman near a car and she was fighting back, not allowing them to strip her, he said. They threw her to the ground and one of the terrorists took a shovel and beheaded her and her head rolled along the ground. I see that head too. Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine how... Uh, talk about PTSD. What that's going to do to you, those visions in your head. Wait a minute. I thought the Islamic Code was to be chased How is it that they're raping women in the name of Allah? Women are chattel, but men are supposed to be chased. Aren't they supposed to at least marry the women before they rape them? Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Volunteers who worked on identifying the victims spoke on horrific injuries to women's bodies, including women whose pelvises had been broken and women who had been shot in the breasts and vagina. Many had been shot in the face to mutilate them. This is a level of misogyny that is worse than, you know, the left is always crazy. Oh, Trump called Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig, a misogynist. I'm going to wear my vagina hat. You know, back when women saw so one comedian say back, remember when back when uh, they wore their, 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 their pee hats, their vagina hats in the beginning of President Trump's? Uh, Presidency, back when they knew what a woman was, I uh, heard one comedian say, because he's misogynist, but mums the word on this sexual violence against women. This is this is a culture that's taught to hate women. How could you possibly want to rape immutely and then shoot a woman in the face? I don't know, as a heterosexual man, or as a human... I wouldn't do that to anyone. As a man, I don't know. It seems even more egregious to shoot your enemy in the face and in the and, and, and in their, their sex organs. Don't get me wrong. It's horrific to anybody. But as a man, it is worse when these crimes are done to women and children. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Westerner and that's how I was brought up. Women and children are something to be fought uh, fought to protect you fight to protect them you give your life to protect them and these animals do the exact opposite as the times of israel noted yesterday investigations into sexual violence committed by hamas are progressing albeit slowly israeli police investigators have started building several sexual assault cases against gazan terrorists who have participated in the massacres with the goal of eventually trying them for rape the investigation was hampered initially by the fact that the physical evidence of sexual assault was broadly not collected on the day of the attack due to the complications posed by the evidence being located in an active war zone. They couldn't get the rape kits out because they're they're, they're for 48 hours, right? So they couldn't be used and many of the bodies arriving at the emergency morgue set up at the military base were so badly mutilated that collecting physical evidence of sexual assault, such as semen or DNA samples, was not possible. I mean, how do you collect a semen and DNA sample when the vagina and the and, and, and her breasts are blown apart by, by bullet, riddled by bullets. I mean, I don't I don't I don't even know how these I can just imagine I can imagine there's a lot of throwing up and sickness and a lot of sadness and a lot of PTSD, not just for these women, not just for the people that observe these crimes, but for these first responders and medical professionals and people at the morgue have had to see this level of deprivation. In the U.S. Progressive Caucus leader, Representative uh, Jayapal, tried to deflect criticism of sexual violence committed against Israelis yesterday, telling CNN that rape had to be seen in the context of alleged Israeli violations of international law. A woman defending violence against women. You know, what it is, is just some people are just ideologically, whatever they are, or religiously, whatever whatever they are, before anything else before a politician or whatever. And I can totally relate to that, not in a Hamas Islamic way, but as a Christian, I see things through Christian eyes, right? Like, like abortion is evil. That just comes from, forget what the uh, what the moral de jour is, right? It doesn't matter what they're saying today is woke or, or, or enlightened or whatever. Murdering a baby is murdering a baby and it's evil. And that comes from my Christian sensibilities. Doesn't matter what politics or policies are, that's just I see things through th- those eyes. And many of the politicians that we have today see things through their ideological Marxist, Islamic, or uh, satanic eyes. Regardless of policies, regardless of it's even Jaya would probably have been better saying yes, it's horrific, and just leaning at that and not trying to bring the crimes of Israel into it. She probably would have got more sympathy and more support. But they are so ingrained in their ideology and their hate that They can't even be good politicians, not even good fake politicians, where they're telling you what what you want to hear. That's They're so evil that they're transparently honest in their evil and their hate. They can't even hide it. All right, let's turn to Elon Musk and let's turn to uh, Twitter. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I have a hard time calling it X. I really do have a hard time calling it X. But let's get back to Elon Musk and Yaccarino. And I found this to be very interesting. Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino's memo to staff after Elon Musk lashed out at advertisers. Linda Yaccarino, CNBC reports, sent a memo to employees of Twitter on Thursday in the aftermath of Elon Musk's interview with Andrew Ross Sorkin, which she characterized... To her staff as candid and profound. So, if you missed it, I'm pretty sure I played it here on this show. We had uh, Musk telling advertisers to uh, that he was not going to be blackmailed. They can go, uh, they can go fornicate with themselves. So, this memo uh, from Thursday was leaked, and this is what it says. Uh, actually, gives me hope uh, that you know i wasn't really happy about nbc universal yacarino coming in uh, she looks like she might be the future ceo of twitter and once again twitter's a private company i just like the fact that there is a big tech platform that is fighting for free speech especially being a victim of the censorship on youtube you know i, I take it personal I take it personally so here we go this is what she had to say and i think this is good news once again, this was to the staff at Twitter. Proud to be at X with you. Hi, y'all. Yesterday, I posted this about DealBook, and the community has been quite lit up today on the same topic. Elon's interview was candid and profound. He showed an unmatched and completely unvarnished perspective and vision for the future. If you haven't watched it, please take the time to absorb the magnitude and importance of what we're all a part of, because that's exactly what I wanted to focus on with you today. We're at one of the most maverick companies in the world, and we get to do things that have never been done before. Twitter sits in a one of a kind constellation of companies that are changing the world, from helping to conserve the planet through Tesla's electric vehicles, to exploring new planets with SpaceX, to the seamless global connectivity of Starlink, to the potential of change, transforming lives with Neuralink. Bleh. That's how I think about Neuralink. To responsibly reimagining the benefits of AGI through AI. You're at Twitter because you have the courage and conviction to build and operationalize the most consequential platform that exists. That's quite an enviable position to be in. Our, message, our, our, our mission at Twitter is to be bold, to be an open platform without censorship of thought, one that provides people information and the freedom to make up their own minds. Bravo, Miss Yacarino. Bravo. We just want to be treated like human beings and adults. Give us the information and let us make up our own damn minds. We don't need to be propagandized. We don't need to be railroaded. Just give us the information. Stop with the censorship. One thing that I find insulting as a libertarian, conservative, as a black man, as a man, as a male, as a human being is the fact that people buy into the idea that I have to be spoon-fed and, and and sheltered from certain information because I can't decipher, I can't discern for myself truth from error. That's insulting to me. That, that hurts my pride as a human being. And then, of course, the people who are trying to do it have a hidden agenda. But even if that weren't the case, just show me the damn information, let me decipher for myself, and let me make up my own mind. Is that really too hard to ask you think it would be easy you don't have to filter filter out the porn and the filth and 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 and, and the kiddie porn crap all that evil disgusting stuff and let the in the information flow freely and let me let me make up our mind let us make up our minds is that really too much to ask Our principles do not have a price tag, nor will they be compromised ever. And no matter how hard they try, we will not be distracted by sideline critics who don't understand our mission. I'm immensely proud to lead this company with the passionate people and partners of the X community and most fortunately with all of you. As always, if you need me, I'm here, Linda. Hmm. Did I get this wrong? Is is Linda currently the CEO or is she the, the future CEO? That's right, she is, I'm sorry, she is a CEO. I, for, I forgot about that little thing. Yeah, she is a CEO. And I like what she had to say here. Silly me, it says it right there. Twitter CEO, Linda Yaccarino's memo to staff. She is a CEO and she said this. I'm not going to edit that out. You can see that I got confused there for a second. There you have it. A free speech platform. Guess what? People who complied with COVID restrictions are more likely to suffer mental health issues. A study that isn't peer reviewed came. This is like one of those no shice to Sherlock moments. Really? People who comply with COVID restrictions are more likely to suffer mental health issues? Yeah, because they're probably mentally weak. But this gives us some pretty good insight. I really enjoyed this article at the Western Journal. A recent study conducted by the University of in the UK found that individuals who fully complied with COVID-19 measures are more likely to suffer from lingering mental health issues than those who resisted government mandates and viewed such orders with skepticism. Who would have thought that being a free thinker and having critical thinking skills would probably put you in a better mental health position than those who just follow blindly authoritarians who don't have their best interests at heart? The findings might be the least surprising bit of post-pandemic data out there, but they are nonetheless hard data for individuals who desired to make their own health choices during the madness of the pandemic era and were vilified for doing so. Meanwhile, that person you might still see today wearing a mask in public four years after the outbreak began could need help according to a study sanctioned by Bangor University in Wales. The study, which has not been peer-reviewed, was published a few weeks ago. Researchers with the school identified people who fell into two personality groups and tracked them for three months this year. Now it's very interesting. Let's look at these. Uh, let's look at these two. These these two groups. Very interesting. The purpose of the study was to gauge participants' well-being following lockdowns in the country and to find a way to ensure that when the next pandemic comes along, as many people as possible do what is best for the greater good. The subjects were divided into two personality types: agentic and communal. The agent is your typical person who's more likely to be focused on success, self-determination, and independence. You know, the things that we used to actually value, we still do, but used to be, I don't know, universally or collectively valued in America. Success, self-determination, and independence. Remember, we took pride in bootstrapping it and being self-made and being capitalist and overcoming all odds and being successful. And that doesn't always mean monetarily successful. Successful in starting a nonprofit that makes a change. Successful in building a mission to help feed children and and, and women's shelters. Successful in, in, in building a congregation and building a church. Successful in a student group advocating for X cause but now we're just supposed to fold like sheep and listen to what overlords and elitists tell us. Picture the paddle surfer who was arrested in Malibu, California in early 2020. Remember this? May 21st, 2023, someone retweeted this old story from the LA Times. This is emblematic of your government in 2020. Civil rights were thrown on the garbage heap. Ironically, outdoor physical exercise would have saved lives. And there's an article from the LA Times about a paddle boarder who was chased by Coast Guard, arrested in Malibu because he was miles away from anybody paddle boarding out in the ocean. Meanwhile, the communal personality is more likely to try not to rock the boat and believe they are looking out for others. The context of COVID, it might be inclined to, to be this person. The person who is still driving their car alone with a mask. I, I don't think these, these communal people, they make it... I think they're virtual signaling. I, I Honestly, my opinion is, and I don't like to cast a wide net, but I'm, I'm being transparent here. Hell, this is my show, the BCP Podcast. People who continually virtual signal, who need you to know how great they are and what a fine person they are, have mental issues. They have low self-esteem or they just may be sociopaths who are trying to signal something they are not. They don't naturally actually care about people. If you have not read the book The Sociopath Next Door, great book, about 5 to 6% of the general population are sociopaths. Please be aware of this. 5 to 6% of Americans are sociopaths. They're faking it. They don't really have feelings. But they'll virtual signal you, to you that they are. And the rest of them is suspect if you're a good person be a good person be nice do nice things you don't have to virtual signal and you're sure as hell don't have to wear a mask by yourself in a car to let everybody know that you're communal there's much more nuance regarding the two personality types but you get the gist human personality can be considered through the lens of two broad dimensions known as agency and communion Agency reflects competence, independence, achievement, and is characterized by a strong drive for control, power, and influence. Whereas communal communion relates to factors such as agreeableness, social dependence, and caring, and is characterized by nurture and cooperative behaviors. Now, you're supposed to be a mix of both of those. You can't be a total a-hole. You can't be a total, like, D-bag and prick and not care about everybody and just be mean and terrible and not cooperative or nurturing. You got to have a little bit of wolf and a little bit of sheep, but you can't be all wolf and you can't be all sheep. And one of those traits is going to be dominant. And we saw those traits be dominant during the lockdowns. The impact of population health messages may be influenced by these personality types. And here is the bottom line from this report. The following question was posed by the study's authors. What's the cost of compliance on people's well-being? The answer, the more individuals complied with health advice during lockdown, the worse their well-being post-lockdown. But some people were punished for being free thinkers. Some people were punished severely. And this right here is one of them. A 22-year firefighter in Los Angeles. Los Angeles firefighter John Knox has been removed from service yesterday after 22 years as a firefighter. Oh, but it gets worse than that.
3: Yesterday, I went to a board of rights hearing for a firefighter here locally. His name is John Knox. He's one of the founders of Firefighters for Freedom. And he has served this community here in California for more than 22 years And I wanna let you know that on Monday, yesterday, he was removed as a firefighter from his job as a firefighter here in California. And the reason why he was removed was because he did not take the COVID vaccine. He did not take the experimental shot and he's been without pay for over 725 days. And they decided to make an example of him and removed him as a firefighter. Um, I want you guys to know that I have a couple other thoughts about this one being that um, just because there's a declaration of an emergency doesn't mean that that supersedes our human rights. It doesn't mean that they can coerce us or force us to have any kind of medical procedure and it is our human right to choose what goes into our body and what happened to John was wrong. Um, The everything that they could have used to protect him, they did not. The hearing itself was a joke. It. um, they contradicted themselves. They didn't listen to what people had to say. They didn't listen to the evidence. They didn't listen to the character witnesses. None of that mattered. And I just want you guys to know that I'm really disappointed in what happened.
0: A travesty, a tragedy, what has happened to him. But of course, he didn't comply. And that's his only crime. Being a free thinker. Must make an example. 720 days to so 365 days a year. That means he's going to two years without pay. And then they let him go. These people should be sued. All right, check this out. Uh, let me give you a little uh, backstory on uh, on what's going on in New Zealand. Uh, and then this update will, uh, will incense you. A Ministry of Health employee turned whistleblower and another individual have been targeted by police raids on Sunday. The whistleblower's actions in exposing a connection between certain Pfizer vaccine batches and a series of deaths have led to a dramatic confrontation with law enforcement. A whistleblower responsible for managing New Zealand's COVID-19 vaccination database has come forward with alarming data regarding excess deaths that he claims are connected to a specific batches of the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, but you can't go against Pfizer. What does Pfizer do? They control the government and the health experts. So this is what happened to this whistleblower in New Zealand. This happened yesterday.
4: Emergency call around the world from New Zealand. Today is Sunday, the 3rd of December, 2023. I'm out in the car that we have. I've had a call to say that the whistleblower who has put out the crucial information exposing the COVID lies, exposing the information that he had working for the Ministry of Health in New Zealand, has had his house surrounded by police at 2.15 today. It has been swarming with police the time now is almost five o'clock. I have not gone public yet because I wanted not to inflame the situation, but why are the police there still? And this I heard 10 minutes ago, as well as that 10 minutes ago, the second person who backs up that whistleblower and one of the people who contacted me along with the whistleblower has had her house now surrounded by police.
0: This tyranny is worldwide. This tyranny is worldwide. The power and the reach of Pfizer is absolutely amazing. And it's absolutely, uh, their power is, it, it, and, and their reach in every Western country. Any Western country you think of, it's AstraZeneca and Pfizer have all this power. But Pfizer is wielding more power than anyone else, controlling governments, health agencies, and everything. Killing us and then getting immunity. I never thought I'd see this level of evil in my life because I never could have imagined such an evil. All right, let me end our report here with some good news regarding Eric Schreuer of Infowars getting word today that he will be released this Friday earlier than anticipated. Looking forward to Eric Troyer's first online interview or show or broadcast uh, after, after being uh, set free, it should break the internet from what you understand. He has been uh, in solitary confinement and possibly being tortured this whole time. As far as, uh, being in solitary confinement, probably for his own good, they'll say. Solitary confinement is probably better be, than being shanked uh, by some Fed operative. I'm sure Derek Chauvin would have rather have been like Eric Schreuer, uh whisked away alone, than received 22 stabbings. Please pray for Aaron Shroyer or Owen Schroer's uh, well-being in these last few days before being released. This is James, the Black sort of Patriot. This is the BCP podcast. Thanks for being here. Get the word out. Let people know where they can find this show.
1: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our
0: administ- the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together,
1: I think, the most and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.